Now, before we talk about anything else, we got to give some love to our sponsor for today's episode, and that is Apartments.com. Okay, so when you're looking for a new home, you know it can be a little bit challenging depending on your needs. Like, say you need a balcony, or you need windows that face the sunset, or you need a hardwood floor kitchen, or you need to live somewhere pet-friendly. For me... It's being pet friendly. I do not want to sacrifice having the lovely life of having pets just because I can't find a home that allows it. Well, Apartments.com has helped millions of renters find their perfect place with powerful search tools that make it much easier when you're looking for a new home. And Apartments.com has the most pet friendly rental listings on the internet. I live with my pets. I would not ever want to live without my pets. Like I know they might cause a mess or they might do all the things that pets might do that whoever you're renting from might not love. Well, I wouldn't want to sacrifice a life with pets just because I couldn't find a place that allowed it. I find it to be the perfect way to live. So if you're out there looking for the perfect place and you need your pets, apartments.com has you covered. Visit Apartments.com, the place to find a place. Thank you so much, Apartments.com, for sponsoring this week's episode of the podcast. We love you here at Psychobabble. Now back to the gossip. Hi, everyone. My name is Tyler Oakley, and you are listening to Psychobabble, an unfiltered half hour of gossip sessions, pop culture scrutiny, and stories we've never told in videos. It's not just crazy talk, it's Psychobabble. In today's episode, we discuss what hill we would die on, wedding social media do's and don'ts, our thoughts on The Politician on Netflix, and all of the Ellen and George W. Bush drama. Stick around, subscribe on Apple Podcasts, follow on Spotify, and live tweet as you listen with hashtag Psychobabble. Good day. <laughs> Good day to you. Good day, Corey. Good day. Good, it, Corey. Has it been a good day? Uh, it has. It is a Wednesday, unless you're listening to this the day it came out. It is a Tuesday. Or uh, if you're listening to it on a Wednesday, it is a Wednesday. Shit. Fuck me it's, up with that we real tweet, talk. We, we said once on the podcast, like, oh, it's blah, 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 like 6.07 p.m. And somebody tweeted us. I that, saw they, that. They were listening. At 6.07, right when we said that. What does that say? And I said, I hope this is not that fake news media that we keep hearing about. Mm, Yeah, well. (laughs) So, is is Trump impeached yet? I don't know. We can't look into the future in a week, but who knows? I don't know. Can we be fired for being homosexuals? Who knows? (laughs) Well, I was going to say the answer is yes, still in 30 states, I believe. Oh, wow. Yeah, what a positive (laughs) way to start the podcast. It's good times. It's great oldies. You know when people are like, um, "What gays gays already have all their rights? What could they possibly be fighting for?" Who says that? Oh, are you kidding? A lot of straight people. I dare someone to say that to me. Yeah, well, you know what I want to know. What? How come spitting in someone's face is assault, but blowing cigarette in someone's face isn't? Go off. I feel like that's a great thing to maybe secondhand that's your, um, smoke kills. This is this spit? is your hill to die on. Spit didn't hurt anybody. No, you spit, know in fact spit's kinda nice. Yeah. Please. You, you know what is my new uh hill to stand on? What is it called? Is that what you said? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the stage Hilda Stand On. Okay, okay. No, Hilda Dion. Hilda Dion. Hilda Dion. I I'm Hilda Dion. Hilda Dion. <laughs> I think, it should, I think it should just be Hilda Dion. 
Well, it's like Celine Dion. <laughs> Hil- it's Celine Dion's little sister, Hilda. It's her play cousin. It's her play cousin. Okay, what's your Hilda Dion? <laughs> Um, I, I love Hilda Dion. Maybe you can own it. You can have it. You can die with it. You can, can die Dion. as it. We can okay. have a funeral for you as her. Okay. Hilda Dion. No, okay, what was your Hilda Dion? I've noticed this might mm-hmm. be my, this might be my new, my new th- bullet point number two, right after Pacific time, standard time versus daylight time. Oh, I, things you hate. I've gotten in quite a few arguments recently about how, I hate people who think a bagel is a full meal. A bagel's not a meal. A bagel's not a replacement for a meal. A bagel is a snack. Don't ask me if I want to get breakfast and then be like, let's grab a bagel. You can fuck off. That's not going to fill me up. I'm, okay. I'm going to be I'm gonna be hungry an hour later. Well, I think the proof is in the pudding when you order a breakfast meal at Cheesecake Factory and they say, okay, what would you like your bread side to be? You can get a bagel. You can get a... English muffin, you can get toast. So if that is a bread side to a full already existing meal, then clearly Cheesecake Factory doesn't consider a, a bagel a meal. Exactly. That's why I love Cheesecake Factory. That's why. And that's, I've, although I've never been for breakfast, do you do that often? Do they have oh, a... I, I love Cheesecake Factory br- breakfast. Really? What time like a do Sunday, they open? A Sunday brunch at 10 a.m. <laughs> well, shit. Yes. Fuck. And they have breakfast all day long. No. And they have a special Sunday brunch menu. Do they, have like, a, do they have a skinny-licious brunch menu? They do not. No, 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 no. Well, no wonder their no. menu is 40 pages long. It's got all kinds of meals and brunches and stuff. Well, yeah. I like that they have all-day breakfast. It's actually really convenient. I love a um, like an omelet whenever I want. Anyway, my point is, I think a bagel can be a full meal. I don't, if, and that's where if, we disagree. If what, you if, put an egg on it and a meat? Yes. No, yes. that's still like a little snack. Like when you eat a sandwich for lunch, do you just eat a sandwich? No, you have like an apple and a bag of chips and like maybe a cookie. Maybe okay. Like, maybe like maybe a cheese stick or a string sure. cheese. Yeah. Okay, so, so you just like, so you don't want just one. Th- would you ever have a burger and that be your meal? You want fries too. So bitch, what you're yeah. saying is you want a side with your bagel. I think the moral of the story is I'm a hungry, hungry hippo and like ain't, sure. ain't here for just a bit. People are like, oh, let's just get a bagel. No. I like a bagel. I you know my you bagel do. place. I know What's my bagel do. place called? Bagel Broker. Bagel Broker. I love Bagel Broker. And, and I haven't been there in maybe a year or so. They have the best coffee I've had in Los Angeles. Point blank, period. Don't they have a like sentence. a hazelnut moment that you love? Yes. What's their, do they have a Hawaii, Hawaiian something coffee you love? They have banana coffee, and I do not go for that. Oh, shit. That's no. weird, because I hate coffee, but when you said banana coffee, I thought, okay. No, no, no. No, no, no. No, but I, um, what's your what's your go-to bagel order? I know it's not your full meal, but what's your bagel order? I'm never going to be happy about it. Like, if I'm going to have to eat a bagel, then yeah, I want egg and cheese and, like, sausage or bacon. What kind or... of bagel, though? Oh, I, I, so wait, does not, I, 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 does I, not I, bagel I, broker have just a salt bagel? Yes, they do. Yeah, I was trying to tell my friends here in San Francisco. They were like, what kind of bagel do you like? And I was like, I fuck up a salt bagel. And they were like, that's not a thing. Yes, it is. I said, yes, it is. <laughs> it absolutely is. I like I like all my um, my breakfast foods to be savory. So like when people are like, oh, I want waffles or um, like pancakes. I'm like, maybe we get it for the table and we share it. But like, no, I'm not. I would never order. Yeah. 
I mean, I can get down with an everything bagel. Like, I like a cheese and, like, jalapeno bagel. Yes, yes. Yeah, I'm you get it. not here for a fucking raisin bagel. That Jesus. Sometimes if I'm feeling, like, <laughs> bonkers crazy, I will get a blueberry bagel and, like, a fruity cream cheese spread. But normally I like an everything bagel wow. with the veggie <laughs> spread. You, that is where it's at. You really are a gay. Now, before we talk about anything else, we got to give some love to our sponsor for today's episode, and that is Mountain Dew. We all get bogged down with the mundane tasks of life, especially this time of year. But isn't it time you take a break from your normal, boring routine? Don't just sit on the sidelines and watch life go by. Get in the game! With the bold tropical lime flavor of Mountain Dew Baja Blast, you can be having a blast anywhere. Having a blast at work, having a blast in traffic, having a blast while you file your taxes. No, really, we mean it. When we say anywhere, with Baja Blast now in stores everywhere, you can be having a blast whenever and wherever you are all year long. So what are you waiting for? Pick up an ice cold Baja Blast today at a store near you. And for a limited time, with every purchase of Baja Blast in stores and at participating Taco Bell locations, you can collect coins for a chance to get Baja gear or a Taco Bell deal. This swag is available for a limited time only, so don't wait. Grab a Baja Blast and start having a blast right away. No purchase necessary, open to US residents 18 and up, subject to official rules at BajaBlast.com. Ends June 15th, 2024. Void where prohibited. Thank you so much, Mountain Dew, for sponsoring this week's episode of the podcast. We love you here at Psychobabble. Now back to the gossip. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, wait, Thank you. Speaking of cheesecake, cheesecake Factory. Um, cheesecake. Uh, I was listening to a podcast sure. of this guy that I hooked up with. <laughs> And he said on his podcast that he fucked somebody in the Cheesecake Factory bathroom at the Grove. That was me. And I, A, got a little turned on. And B, I thought, wow. I guess- I, well, where did the deed go down? Is it like in a booth or in no, the No, no, no. It was in the, the ba- in the bathroom. In the bathroom. Oh. Well, that bathroom is, it's pretty... Um, small there's only two stalls and one urinal i've I've never used it like when i'm at the cheesecake factory i'm not going away from the table (laughs) it's it's actually way too small for how big the cheesecake factory is and how many people are there and consuming and are going to need the bathroom it's like sometimes i'm in there and it's like cramped to the brim and i'm like okay there's only one urinal you really planned it this way i guess i i guess i assumed it was the bathroom but i guess technically i don't know it could have been like an after hours moment i mean i i really can't slide into his dms and or text him and be like hey i was listening to your podcast um (laughs) you could i mean i wonder if anyone that i hooked up with listens to the podcast without absolutely i know there are people that i've hooked up with that listen to the podcast and it's made me question what i've said on the podcast if i've ever talked about them no. Well, I don't well know. that's why we um, don't name I, names and we don't name dicks. Can I give an exclusive to the, <laughs> the people at home? Baby, I, it's, it's I your feel, podcast. You can do it. I feel like they, you know, they're close with us. They deserve to know the truth. They, they deserve to know how we live our lives. So, okay, tell if, you are ever, if you're ever at the Cheesecake Factory at the Grove, you don't have to wait in line. There are tables upstairs. 
that there's like seven tables that are circular yeah. tables with stool areas that are first come first serve. A lot of people don't know this. A lot of people put their name down and they say 45 minutes, they give them a little beeper thing and then they have to wait around yeah. and kind of just browse stores, go to Zara. Bitch. No, bitch. Go upstairs and just linger next to the the um the, the seated area and you'll you'll get your you'll get your spot. Yeah, bitch. There you I, go. Olive Garden <laughs> has that too. And uh, you, oh, and you really? just like circle, and you just circle the table like a fucking shark. Yeah, sure. I yeah. I once okay. got in a fight with somebody at the Olive Garden in San Francisco because it was a super long wait, and then the host told us like, oh, if you go over to that area, it's first come first serve. And so we were doing exactly that and we were circling and it was kind of by the bar area. And then these people started getting up. So we like rushed right over and sat down and this woman came over and said, I was waiting for that. And we said, well, it's a little, it's a little like, okay, baby. Well, does, <laughs> it's does, first each table, does each individual table have its own line? And so like, you just hope you get in the right line for the table or is it like, or is it just, if you're closest, you get it? Like, I don't know the politics of this. If, Listen, if you're not old enough to know, like, I mean, this shit happens at the bar, too. I mean, this happens when we go to, like, high tops and you're, like, all the tables are full and you just got to, like, be on the ready. You got to be ready to pounce. And when they start grabbing their jackets, they start grabbing their purses. If you're an adult and you don't know that that's the way it works, then you need to figure Grow it out. Grow up. Or, or at least not be mad at me and try to tell me that I took your table at Olive Garden. So did you give them the table? Hell no. Okay. Well, there you have it. Okay. Well, <laughs> good for you. You stand your ground. That's what. That's what it's about. I really nothing. Nothing comes between my man and my breadsticks. What is it? Okay. <laughs> nothing comes between me and my soup salad breadsticks. Exactly. <laughs> oh God, this is making me so hungry. We're recording this at like dinner time, and I haven't eaten yet. And maybe that's why I was really going off about the bagels. But I made a new friend recently, but not really a new friend. Okay, it's kind of like I find that like hard to believe. Well, it's you it's, making friends at thirty. Listen, did he friend you. in? So did he friend in your so, mouth? He has. So here's the plot. I I, I ran into him at um the, the music festival I just went to in Las Vegas, but we go back, and so I was I thought the first time we ever met was when we hooked up. It was a random hello. Mm-hmm. And he said, he said, no, no, no. Do you not remember the actual first time we met? And I go, oh, God. He was my waiter at Olive Garden years ago. Oh, my God. Wait, when and you then and he I messaged went? me. Maybe. I don't know. It was years and years and years ago. And then he messaged me on the apps. And after I had gotten some apps. And then, he, um, then we went from there. But <laughs> I had forgotten our true origin story. So that's and now y'all that. are friends or what? Well, yeah, I saw him at the, and now the, he's a new um, friend? the festival. And, and that, but at the festival, we were like, why don't we ever hang out? We, like, we had so much fun. So then, so that's the that on that. That's it. Oh, my that's God. All, I am so proud. I am so Thanks. proud of you making, making new friends in this economy. Thank you. Corey, what did we talk about, about the politician? The show? Did we talk about the politician? Yes, the politician, the show. We haven't. N- I don't think so. I mean, I've got an opinion. I tweeted about okay. it. I tweeted something obscure and somebody replied. And they said they knew I was watching the politician. It was the, I think it was, um, what's his name? Ben. Yep. Ben Platt. Is that his name? 
Ben Platt. That was Ben Platt in the bathroom, and he wiped this, the fog off the bathroom mirror with his bare hand. And I thought, nobody fucking does that. You get oh a God. towel, you, know what? you wipe it off. Nobody does that. I don't do that. I I blow dry my my, my mirror. You don't blow well, dry your mirror. I, believe, I don't use a blow dryer. I'm a man. It's, oh my god! It's so it's the smartest thing you'll ever do. You won't. You don't have to smear it. You don't have to wipe it. You don't have to do any of these shenanigans. Once you blow dry it, it immediately starts. It is perfect, and you can blow dry a little circle, and that's your face, and you're good to go. Wow, I'm really well, giving a lot a of life face? tips, tricks, and. Well, then you can do a bigger circle. I mean, do don't don't give away, don't give all your DIY advice away in one podcast episode. DI tie. Did you did you watch DI tie? Did you watch the politician? Are you done with it? Knowing you, you've watched I'm, two episodes. Yeah, I'm a few episodes in. Um, I think I've I've watched four episodes, but I saw your tweet about wiping the mirror, the fog off the mirror, and then I watched the politician, and I said, "Oh, I bet you anything that tweet was about this this moment on the politician right now." I knew it. Yeah, my my one fan on Twitter replied that same thing. Hmm. Well, no, I Did like you it notice so far. That, uh, what? Did you notice that they went to uh, the Olive Garden on the politician and never has anyone ever been in a restaurant that looked less like the Olive Garden and they tried to play it off as Olive Garden? I I thought the exact same thing. Wow. This, is this the Olive Garden Queens edition? We're really giving so. them the promo, the the attention. And um, and I guess what were you going to say? I guess like it also like you, I don't, I'm only on the second episode maybe. Um, but like the whole shtick with that girl who's sick and then people were saying that she's faking it and I haven't made it that far into the season to find out if her and her grandma are faking the illness. But I thought, I'm just like, why does Ryan Murphy do these stories that were like actual real stories and then he just does it worse? Like, I just hate it. I just, it bothers well, me. Well, stay tuned. Like, that You'll was a real know. story. That was, that, that was a real story. That was, like, a documentary you can watch on HBO called Mommy Dead, Mommy Dearest. It was also a Hulu show, uh, which I didn't love either. And I'm just like, I'm like, really? Like, why are you recycling the same storyline that was, like, actually told and told better? It, and honestly, I, I understand that. Saying. But it... It was very recent too that like those stories were like having a moment in pop culture. So it, it yeah. while it could have it very well could have uh, been already a part of the show before that Hulu things popped up. Like who knows? But I yeah, it's definitely it's kind of similar to um, when uh, Bohemian Rhapsody came out and then won all the all the awards and then um, what's that uh, the Elton John one that came out right after that. Yeah, I mean, I think the Elton John one was very different than Bohemian Rhapsody. What, yeah, no, Elton I still John haven't seen. Like an I haven't one. seen the Elton John one. But my point is, once what? it's like there's, there's, I know. Once there's already something that's kind of like it already happening in pop culture, it kind of dilutes the effectiveness of the second one, because it's like, oh well, we just got yeah. something just like that. Yeah, it was like, it, actually, my coworkers were literally just talking about this with, they were talking about the Scream Queens show that Ryan Murphy did. And they were saying, like, there was a scene where there was a girl who was like a candle vlogger, which was like clearly ripped off from that girl who was like an actual ca- uh, candle vlogger on YouTube. And again, it just seemed so like, 
watered down and not funny. And it, it just seems like he's trying to like use somebody else's idea as his own. And it just bothers me. I don't know. Well, go <laughs> don't hate off. me. Um, my, my biggest takeaway so far from the entire experience is, is this not like this, the exact same, um, uh, formula that he had with Glee where it's like, okay, he's going to find a Broadway incredible, uh, actor, musician, person, give them a vehicle of a show that's all about them and try to make it, this be their springboard. Cause like Leah Michelle on Glee and Darren Chris on Glee, and I guess a lot of the, the Glee stars, but then Ben Platt also like a Broadway star given a TV platform by Ryan Murphy. I don't know. Maybe. That was the, I just kept I thinking agree. that I'm like, wow, he really wanted to use Ben Platt for something incredible. And this was the vehicle for it. I like it so far. Um, and Ben Platt is incredible, of course. Although uh, hearing River made me think of Miss Sarah Bareilles, criminally underrated <laughs> Sarah Bareilles song. <gasps> ah! Thank you. I was, I, <laughs> that was my next talking point was uh, watching that scene made me really think, oh, well, this definitely isn't Sarah Bareilles' version of the river. I liked Ben's version. I thought it was really good. I did too. But I just want to hear Ben sing uh, Dear, Heaven, Dear Evan Hansen. I will say, if anything, the politician made me revisit the Dear Evan Hansen soundtrack. And for that, I am grateful. Okay. That's fine. Have you, um, watched, so you- have you watched any of the American Horror Story that's out? The new one with Gus? I haven't seen a commercial. Yeah. I haven't heard a lick of information if anyone's watching it and it's good i guess tell me i don't know i haven't seen i've never seen i don't watch um no i i don't i've never seen any of the seasons of that so no i have you don't like spooky time you know it's not really what i'm gonna go for no that's not it um i was gonna ask you a question uh so i saw a tweet by our dear friend mr prada you familiar I know him. Mm-hmm. Um, he tweeted, I can't stand it when people go to a wedding and post a picture of the bride and groom straight up. Like, let them have the reveal. If anyone tries to pull that on me and my man one day, I'll have them arrested, period. And I thought, oh my God, what a groomzilla. Can you imagine caring about anything? <laughs> I, was, I replied, you're a groomzilla. I, is, that, is this a thing? I feel like I've definitely posted content of the bride and groom or the groom and groom or whatever they might be um, before they have, shouldn't they be busy? And don't I, aren't I supposed to be posting a boomerang right now? Like they want me to hold all content until uh, they're not being wet, like having hosting a wedding. One of my uh, good friends from home from high school, her little sister's getting married and it's a family friend, uh, people I've known forever and her wedding's going to be next summer. And I saw her post this really long article on Facebook about how her wedding is going to be like a no phone zone and how mm. like, and it, and it like, it kind of had three different uh, references and it had like notes from like a wedding photographer. And I kind of agreed with it. So I guess I kind of agree with Daniel quite a bit. It's like, if I'm paying all of this money to have a photographer like capture the moment and capture great pictures. It's like, don't fucking stand out in the aisle when I'm walking down the aisle and try to take a picture of me. And like that, I kind of agreed with that. I'm kind of like, 
I don't know. Sometimes, yeah, when you see like moms with like iPads at a wedding taking photos, I'm like, oh my wants god, to can see... you imagine? <laughs> I'm like, nobody wants to see your blurry ass photo from a iPhone four or like an iPad. Like, I agree. Part of me was like, yes, put your phone away, live in the moment, like <laughs> enjoy the wedding. I don't know. I, I kind of I, I read I, the article I, and it like very rarely. I kind of get why people want the content that they are going to get. And I get why moms are like that. And they, you know, I don't know. I understand the thought, but it, and especially in today where it's like, it's very hard to put your phone down or like not have your phone. I, I kind of agree though, where it's like, I, I don't know if I would ever do this to the, the people that come to my wedding, but I would understand if somebody's like, I don't want any phones at the wedding. And even at the reception, it's like if when pe- everyone's just sitting on their phones at, their tables instead of dancing yeah. and like, I'm like okay well I I got a DJ everyone come dance like I don't want to have to do that you know yeah that's how I feel I mean listen if Madonna can like have her concert that she's like touring right now right now in the Madonna concerts like no phones I think you literally have to like check your phone in like at the concert venue remember when you remember when you and I went and saw Brave in the city the Disney movie and they made us check in our phones no but I believe you I, I guess that's what we're going to have to do for our weddings or Madonna concerts. I don't know. Or the slumber I think, party. Slumber I think party for like big special. Revisited. Slumber party tour, the remix. Yeah, I agree. I'm, I think a lot of times in life, I'm that person who's like, put your phone down, like live a little in the moment. Um, which is why I never have pictures and never have content and never have anything. The problem with this though is at a straight wedding, you don't know who are allies to who, your community. Who who's look, bitch? Who's you're just looking to go a, to the bathroom and suck dick. Right, I need to have like, grinder at a wedding just in case. How am I? How am I to network with the people if I don't? If I have to turn in yeah, my phone at your dumb straight wedding as an ally, you should let gays have their phones. Maybe that's it. Well, maybe we should just push for an all gay table at weddings. Like, like, well, don't yeah, worry, you always. have to check your, f- you have to check your phone. But I'm putting all the cocksuckers at table thirteen and fourteen. <laughs> it, I I agree with that. I feel like when you are seating your reception, you need to be very conscious of who's who's gonna at least have a chance to fuck somebody tonight. Like, I don't want to be by who you think I'm gonna like hit it off with. Who you think my new like bestie should be? Like, just put me next to the gays and we'll go from there. I I w- recently went to a wedding and they did that. And I thought, you know what? This is sweet. They Everyone at this table had other people they could have been sitting next to, but they really did us a solid by putting all the gays together. God, I, I can't wait to make the seating chart at my wedding. <laughs> it's going to be great. Can't wait very, to see who I'm next to. Very, very me. Oh, you think you're invited? Oh, um, do we want to talk about, uh, do you have an opinion on the Ellen drama? I kind of do. Ooh. I mean, so, uh, a bit of, con- I, a bit of context before we get into it. Um, Ellen went to a football game. She sat next to George W. Bush. They were chumming it up, having a beer, laughing. She was posting social stuff on, you know, blah, blah, blah. They posted pictures of it and people were a little bit outraged saying, how can you possibly chum it up with somebody who is so opposite of what 
you allegedly stand for. And then she, um, so she had got some flack on social media for it. And then uh, the next episode that she aired, or she filmed, she did a little bit of an explanation saying, um, you should be able to reach across the aisle and be friends with people despite having things not in common and blah, 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 blah. Um, which I think uh, riled up the people that were against it in the first place even further um, because it's they were saying it's not even about, you know, being friends with somebody. It's about condoning behavior of somebody who who's able to have that much power and who has used it in a way that is opposite of helpful to you and your identity and a lot of people around America. So do you have an opinion um, as we go into uh, the holiday season where we are going to be encountering a lot of people with opposite opinions and political perspectives? Is is there room to reach across the aisle for you? I definitely agree and think like I, I, I've read a lot about this and I, almost every gay person I follow on Twitter has tweeted about this and had an opinion about it. Um, I was kind of right in the middle. I thought, um, I thought she's kind of right in the sense where like, if she's going to sit by him at a football game and he wants to say hello, like, I mean, I would probably say hi back. I'm not going to like rip into them and be like, you fucking did this and that and blah, blah, blah. Um, cause I don't know like how conducive that is to like having an actual conversation. I wouldn't like go over the top and be like super chummy chummy with the person and, and really kind of describe them as my quote unquote friend. Um, but I don't know. I kind of saw pros and cons to both sides because I agree. And, and I think sometimes she does live in a celebrity bubble and um, sometimes she doesn't realize the like, I don't know, the actual hardships that other LGBTQ plus people are going through. And especially with everything that's going on with the Supreme Court right now. Um, and it's like justices that not only Trump appointed, but also justices that Bush appointed are making a huge like landmark decision right now on whether or not it's okay to fire people just for being gay. So I don't know. I, I, I do like her message of be kind to one another. I do like her message of like being positive whenever possible. But I, I think there's a difference between being cordial with someone that you bump into unexpectedly and then like having a gay old time. No pun intended. Right. Um, and, and, and she talked about like, Oh, they go back and it's, you know, they're friends. And I think, uh, it's for me, it's difficult because it's like, you can be friends with somebody who, who disagrees with you about like little things in life or about even about some like political things that it's just like we, a lot of people can have different opinions as to how we can make the world better. I think when it comes to, uh, somebody who uses their position of power to oppress people like you, I don't want to, I guess, chum it up with people who are the uh, the oppressor. You know what I mean? Like, I don't, I don't think I owe somebody who uses their power to oppress people like me my friendship or my time or my energy. Um, so, yeah, I understand, like, right. be kind. But I don't think I don't think they deserve me or my attention or my friendship, uh, especially when they use their power to bring down people like me. And especially in the context of like today where this week they are in the Supreme Court debating whether or not LGBTQ plus people have protections. Um, and two of the judges that are on the Supreme Court were appointed by. George W. Bush, who are conservative judges who are most likely not going to be protecting LGBTQ plus people. It's like, 
this is bigger than Ellen and George chumming it up. It's like this is a person right. who is systematically changing the culture of America because of his actions and negatively impacting the queer community as a whole, which I think Ellen's uh, status and money and whatever she has is it makes her out of reach of the the negative impact that the decisions will have when the Supreme Court. So maybe she doesn't really relate to it. But I think that just says just as much how what you were saying about how like, is she really um, that relatable to the queer community? Or is she really not a part of it? Like, is she has she exited the bubble? Is that or is she in her own bubble? Or, you know, all of those things. It's frustrating. Yeah, I don't know. It's um, she she does so many uh, like kind things. And she obviously is such a uh, important person in our culture and, and does spread so many positivity. But I feel like there's this like reoccurring theme where uh, where she supports people like George W. Bush or Kevin Hart or um, that just like keeps popping up like every six months. And it does kind of make me question, like, are you looking at at the bigger picture here? Right. And it's uh, I, I agree. Ellen does a lot of incredible stuff and a lot of powerful, impactful stuff she has for decades. She paved a lot of ways for a lot of people. But I I agree. That does not absolve anybody from um, uh, being called out when they when their behavior is seems counterproductive to the message. And I yeah, I, though I do. I do understand her message has always been be kind. Um but I, I, maybe I disagree with that, that maybe not everyone deserves kindness. I think when somebody is oppressive toward you, you don't have to be kind to them um, or coddle them uh, because usually that just benefits the oppressor, not the oppressed. So that's my, that's how I feel. Go off. Go off. Um, anything else you want to talk about today, Corey? No, I mean, listen, we hit that 30 minute mark and... I'm hungry. <laughs> I get it. I get it. Well, don't have just a bagel. I think you deserve more than that today. Corey, where can people Bitch. find you? I am uh, at Bagel Boy 4. Bagel everywhere. Boy. Bagel Boy 4. And, and it's boy I with an I. Am, I am let me be on grinder at your wedding.net on TikTok. Oh. I'm on TikTok now. <laughs> Ew. Did you just know? Did you just know, did you know I, that? You follow me. Do I have to download TikTok and take my name before someone else does? You should. I, th- I think that's a good idea. Do it right now. So find us on TikTok. Um, Corey, have a good life. See you next week. <laughs> <laughs>